As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Just Glow With It podcast, a lifestyle and personal development podcast inspiring women to glow up and create the life of their wildest dreams. I'm Jasmine, podcast host, certified life coach, and your go-to glow girl for all things living an aligned life of abundance, beauty, and luxury. Just Glow With It is for the modern woman who is here to do the real work, make mindset shifts, and are also down for happy hour with the girls. We're combining the metaphysical and material world in order to create our most aligned, high vibe, and abundant lives. If you're ready to tap into your glowness, uncover your divine purpose, and live a fabulous luxe life, then keep on listening. As always, remember to just glow with it. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode here on Just Glow With It. I hope you're all having an amazing day. So today's episode is actually part two of the Q&A that I did about two or three weeks ago. If you remember on my Instagram stories, I posted a little section for you to submit any topics or questions that you wanted me to speak on. And the last Q&A that I did was all about friendships, body positive mindset, and how to stop overthinking and all of that. And today's Q&A is all about relationships and family and how to heal from toxic relationships, how to create healthy boundaries in your relationships, and pretty much just all things relationships. And to help me answer your relationship questions, I brought on my boyfriend Aldo to help me answer um, your questions and to also give a male perspective on some of these things. Um, I think it's just nice to hear kind of both sides to relationship matters. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. We got pretty, you know, personal. We opened up a bit about our own personal experiences with, you know, dealing with difficult family dynamics, uh, lessons that we've learned in our own relationship and how we've learned to create a healthy relationship dynamic and all that goes into it. And we get really honest about that. And then we also share our tips on how we've healed from previous toxic relationships and signs that your relationship may be toxic and things like that just a little disclaimer we are not licensed therapists we are not marriage counselors we are not anything like that so please you know take our advice with a grain of salt these are just our opinions and our perspective from our own life experiences and these are things that work for us they may not work for you and that's totally okay because every relationship has its own dynamics and deals with its own things and what works for someone may not work for somebody else but we just wanted to share our 
perspectives and our lessons that we've learned in our own relationships so if you enjoy this episode please don't forget to screenshot this episode post it on your instagram stories tag me in it leave an itunes review if you haven't already and before we get into today's episode i just wanted to quickly announce that i am hosting my very first free live training on july 7th on zoom it is all about the key principles for starting your glow up journey and in this training we'll be chatting about what i wish i knew when i was starting my glow up journey the key principles when it comes to glowing up that are absolutely necessary how to start your own glow up journey and then towards the end of our training i will be doing a live q a where you can ask me any questions that you have regarding glowing up or just questions in general that you want to ask me and i will be answering them for you i don't have a time frame yet i did do a poll on my instagram stories and it was literally 50 50 like exactly 50 50 um 50 percent of you voted for 11 a.m pacific standard time and then the other 50 percent of you voted for 5 30 p.m pacific standard time so i'm not quite sure what time i will do yet i may do both but i'm not sure i will announce it later on my instagram um stories and i will send out an email and i'll post it all over my social media so that you are aware of when i will be hosting the training how you can sign up and all of the details will be shared later this week but i am so excited to be hosting it's going to be amazing it's going to be very fun and chill think of it as girlfriends getting together for lunch or a cup of coffee just chatting about personal growth and glowing up it's not it's not going to be anything serious or anything you know super boring or anything like that it's going to be super chill vibes there'll be a beautiful worksheet to go along with it and it's going to be a good time so if you are interested in signing up for my free life training check out my instagram stories and my instagram in general i'll host all of the information on there there will be a link for you to sign up and receive all of the information and i hope to see you there soon remember july 7th either 11 a.m pacific standard time or 5 30 p.m pacific standard time and if you can't show up still sign up because you will receive the recording of the training afterwards so don't worry if you can't make it and take advantage of that because it's free for now but i will be selling it in the future so if you want to take advantage of that highly recommend signing up for it anyways with all that being said let's just go ahead and get into this episode So thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, I wanted to record this episode with you because I wanted a Mel's perspective on relationships, um, how to navigate them, and also for it to be like a conversation between a couple. So hi, hello. Hi, hello. Great to be here. (laughs) Okay, so the first topic that someone sent in, they said living in a broken household slash dealing with toxic family and also trying to stay positive while managing school and work so i wanted you to kind of go first because i mean we both have experience with this exact situation but i feel like you have experienced this most recently so Mm -hmm. how have you navigated trying dealing with toxic family and also trying to better yourself in the process especially when you were living 
with family. Okay. So first, I think the first thing is to know how to differentiate between like toxic traits that are really like negative and uh, you know toxic, and just some that are kind of like annoying or just a new uh, a nuisance or uh, you know things like that. So once you kind of differentiate between what's really affecting you and hurting you and what's kind of just annoying you, you'll be uh, able to better deal with that. So with family, a lot of people I think they have this idea that they have to have this. 100% faithfulness to them and loyalty to them just because they're family we're brought up in a, a culture where we're told family is everything family before everything and this and that but sometimes we forget that at the end of the day we're individuals first and we have our own aspirations our own purpose I know you talk about a lot of life purpose stuff so you might have a life purpose that's completely different than what your family wants for you so I know a lot of different cultures as well have certain careers They're, they push their family members to go down whether it's being a doctor lawyer engineer whatever and that's not necessarily what the individual wants to do but they do it anyways because their family tells them so i've had to deal more with not necessarily being pushed down a road i didn't want to go but just kind of having to deal with lack of self-confidence because of what i was told from like certain family members or the way i was the way i was brought up more specifically like my parents being immigrants from mexico they came out here they had to do with whatever they had to do to survive so they they learned how to be very thrifty and frugal and so they try to instill that into me but my situation was a lot different because I had a lot more options being that I was born here and by the time I came along they were a lot more financially stable so I had I had more options and when I came up in school and you know I had a bunch of different things that I wanted to do and pursue but they were always kind of like pushing me do this and do that but the lack of confidence came when I didn't receive words of encouragement when I was doing things that I personally enjoyed. And until recently, I've always struggled with not feeling that I was good enough to pursue what I wanted to do because of how I was basically, every time I brought up an idea that I wanted to do, or like a business venture or something like that, I was I was always shot down thinking like, shut up, you're just meant to like go to school, get a regular job, nine to five, and that's good for you. It just didn't sit right with me, you know? I remember during that time, you were really trying to better yourself and just, you know, kind of how this person is saying, like you were trying to manage school and work and and evolve in your life, but at the same time, you were dealing with certain negativity or you were dealing with certain, um, certain energies. Or For this person asking, how did you deal with that? What did you have to do in order to better yourself while you were also dealing with toxic family members well I, a lot of it came from you like you taught me how to like really listen and pay attention to to what i really want my my life purpose or you know what i whatever is intuitive to me and what's really aligned to myself what i really had to do is completely sever ties so when we moved out and got our own apartment that's when i started doing started uh seeing a lot of different growth like in terms of my my mentality mm -hmm. so that's when i started getting more um confident in my abilities and understanding that hey i'm actually able to make more money working for myself than you know just at a at a regular quote-unquote good job you know i think that's something that you should look into if you have family members that it con continue to continuously put you down maybe it might not be in a malicious way or they're not doing it on purpose but what they say is just not aligned to what you want to do you might just need some distance between you and your family members you just got to keep reminding yourself of what the what the end goal is what you're doing it for you you know it's like 
we're always going to have these times where you feel like you're not good enough. My practical advice for you if you're living at home or you're living in a not so healthy environment, how to deal with that is to keep yourself as busy as possible. That way you're not in that environment. Whatever you're doing, make sure it's it's productive and it's going to help you in the future. The last six months before I lived or before I moved out of my parents' home, I literally worked all day and all night and I went to school in between and it wasn't something that I wanted to do, but it was something that I know I needed to do in order to get myself out of the situation that I was in. And when it comes to like dealing with toxic family and things like that, something to keep in mind is you can't change other people. You can't control how they think, you can't control how they act, you can't you can't control them. The only thing that you can control is yourself and if being around them hurts you then maybe distance is necessary kind of like what you were saying when you moved out of your parents home that's when you really began to flourish but if you if you're not necessarily in the position to be able to move out because that's not easy for just anyone to do keep yourself busy as much as possible in a productive way that eventually will lead you to being able to move out on your own or with a friend or whatever Mm -hmm. and then yeah kind of like what you were saying in terms of staying positive while managing school and work is reminding yourself of how far you've already come giving yourself grace because it's not easy to stay positive when you are not in an environment that supports yeah. your growth yeah I, I also just it reminded me sometimes there's there's patches where it's not going to be you're not going to have the best mental um mind state basically the mind your mindset is not going to be at 100 percent and that's where consistency and discipline comes in. So it's just about continuing. For, even if you had to like take baby steps forward, take the baby steps. It's better than to just lay around and not do anything or, you know, crawl forward. Any Anything that you do, just make sure it's forward. Even if, if you only like, say, if, if you're going to school and you're, you could only do uh, one one class per semester, that's better than nothing. You know, if, if you if you have to work. Um, like two jobs just to kind of stay away from your your toxic household then you're gonna have to do that you know and it's not necessarily like the best case scenario but think long term and delayed gratification that after a few months of doing this you're gonna be so much um, better off mentally and you'll be able to actually get away from like this environment Mm -hmm. so when you actually get into the next environment you're going to appreciate it so much more Mm -hmm. and you're going to have so much growth underneath you that you're you're just going to continually uh exponentially grow you know just stay consistent and disciplined with it even though sometimes it just feels hard just it's, it's a cliche but just keep going forward you know and also using your kind of upbringing and your family family dynamic as motivation to want better for yourself it's so easy to let yourself be a product for your environment and that's not your fault a lot of us even us at one point we were products of our environment and it isn't until we remove ourselves from the environment that we can look at how bad things actually were but just because you are in in a toxic environment it doesn't mean that you have to stay a victim to whatever you've experienced it's not easy at all there's definitely a lot of healing that's necessary and there's some things that you will never 
truly understand or like get the answers to when you start to like heal yourself you kind of you grow some empathy and understanding for your household or your you know your relatives or your parents or whoever is causing you this turmoil because you kind of understand where they came from you got to like take a step back and see the bigger picture and understand like you might like they caused you all this issue but it came from a place where they might have been a victim or something it doesn't excuse anything that they do but at least you could understand it and it gives you some kind of like clarity and like peace of mind it's better to be you know to understand something and you know let go of it as opposed to always yeah holding on so yeah i hope that helps yeah it's so much easier said than done especially when you're dealing with family and we had this conversation the other day where I think we were saying, you know, we're sad that we don't have the family that we wish we could have, but that doesn't mean that family can't come from you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean family isn't always the family you're born into. Family can be be friends that you meet along the way and we've definitely met friends that feel like family. Perfect. So, the next question somebody asked, can you talk about partner advice on how to express your feelings? and create healthy boundaries this is another one that i've had issues with especially during the beginning of our relationship and stuff i knew how i felt i just didn't know how to explain it and express it i've gotten a lot better at communicating even sometimes now it's just like i deal with is this worth bringing up or is it not and it's always worth bringing up no matter that's what i always tell you is it doesn't matter how small small if something's bothering you even if it's the way that i how I leave my my cup of coffee in the sink, that is worth bringing up because yeah. if you don't bring it up, it's gonna build up and then it's gonna become something bigger. It's it's always like this. Just think of it like a, a little piece of trash that you're like, oh, this is fine. You just leave it on the ground. And another another day, another piece of trash. And over mm-hmm. time, it accumulates. And you know, before you know it, your whole floor is full of trash. That's these little things that seem they seem trivial. They don't seem like they matter, but they build up. Especially in a relationship, you build resentment, and that's how um, people end up fighting and breaking up because mm-hmm. communication isn't there. So how do how does someone express their feelings? You have to give yourself the benefit of of saying that you're worth it and what what you feel is is okay that you could feel the way that you do. Mm-hmm. The most important thing that you should keep in mind when you're expressing your feelings is keeping things in in the I format. Like I feel this way. I feel like this and that when when this happens. Don't make it seem like it's the other person's fault. Because then people get defensive that way. And, and when I try to explain things to bring up things in, in our relationship that, you know, say you do something like the the, caramel, the cups, right, for your iced coffee when you leave them, I'm like, um, boo, you forgot this, you know. It was hard for me at first to bring it up because it's like I'm not a really confrontational type of person, you know what I mean? But but that's not confrontation. I know, I know. But that's what, I, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, for me, it seems that way. Mm-hmm. And it's it just kind of like, oh, well, it's not worth it. I could just... You know, I could just throw it away myself, but it started happening more and more again. And then I just started feeling more irritated at it. And then I, at times I would kind of like snap at you or I would just get, you know, passive aggressive or I wouldn't talk to you or quiet because it's like I'm holding that resentment from the accumulation of the cups and stuff. But she didn't understand what was going on. 
until finally I told her, like, it bothers me when the cups are left here. Can you, you know, just make sure you throw it away when you're done with your iced coffee? She really helped me because she was like, you know what, you're right. Thank you for letting me know. Like, she made me feel validated. And that's another thing that's important in communication is, is the partner receiving the information. You have to, you have to listen first. Do not be defensive first because then your partner is going to shut down and not bring up stuff again. You're basically training them to think that whenever I bring up something that I that bothers me, all it's going to lead to is an argument. So I'm just not going to do it anymore. So what would you say if someone has a partner who they're trying to express their feelings to and that partner is not receptive and they get defensive all the time? Or they're just, oh, why are you making a big deal out of it? Or... Or they just don't like validate whatever it is they're trying to express. I think you just have to put all your cards on the table and just be like, I feel this way. I've been feeling this way. I'm growing resentful, like really hurt when you do this. And I'm trying to let you know that I just need you to hear me out and validate me. If that person, whether it's a significant other, a friend, or a family member, whatever, they're not listening or they're not even trying to see it from your perspective, why do you want somebody like that around? I understand like you fighting for, for relationships and stuff, and that's fine, but at a certain point, you're just watering dead plants. Mm. How to create healthy boundaries. You have to communicate what your boundaries are first. I think yeah. a lot of times, and I've done this too, we, th- we don't communicate clearly that this is my boundary and when people cross it we get upset but it's partially our fault because we haven't made it clear clear so first step is to establish establish your boundaries and if someone crosses it it's important that you also hold them accountable because it could just be a case of oh my gosh i forgot i'm sorry or they just don't give a shit and Mm -hmm. if they don't care you have to decide are they worth keeping around because like you've you've clearly marked your boundaries you've clearly said do not cross this line and you've given them multiple chances you know like they messed up the first time you gave them the benefit of the doubt but then if they continue to do it it's just showing you like they they honestly don't care so but i think it all starts with knowing what you're with your yeah with your boundaries what what do you see as just a you know incident or like uh, an accident and what's like true disrespect to you and there's certain things that i know not to say or do to Jazz because she's made it clear. It makes me feel bad because like, oh my, you know, I I honestly didn't know until you told me. And if you wouldn't have told me, it might have happened again. Yeah. So I'm like, once you made it clear and like I saw the emotion or like the sentiment behind those those words, I'm like, okay, I made a mental note. This is not to happen again. We're, we're not, human. We're, we're human. human. Yeah, we're going to make mistakes. But as long as that person is apologetic and you're holding them accountable to it and it's not like a pattern then i think it's fine but if they're continuously doing it and they're showing they don't care about your needs or what you're comfortable with then that's not really a person you want to keep around in my opinion and also i think like the last thing with this is being mindful with how you're communicating something because it's not sometimes it's not what you say but how you say it yeah like just making sure you're coming from a place where that person's gonna hear you because if you're coming with attitude they're already not gonna hear you they're gonna be defensive and it's just gonna lead to argument period yeah and just remember an apology is it's only it's only half of the battle you got to see that changed changed behavior yeah all right signs your partner is toxic 
what is toxic to you? Because people have de- different definitions of what toxic is. Consistently um, going over your boundaries, knowingly and consciously doing things that you've made it clear that you don't want somebody to do. Lying, men- mental and physical, any type of abuse like that. Holding you back or just discouraging you in types of way consistently and stuff. And being one-sided in a relationship where everything is about that person, where they continuously either use you for advice or continuously use you for money or whatever it is. It's just if it's one-sided, it's toxic because it's draining. Anything that drains from you, whatever it's money, time, energy, that's, I think, is the best way to define toxicness is if it's not a mutual, yeah, either, either or, you know. So basically, if you're giving more than you're receiving. Continuously and the person doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then somebody asked, speaking of like toxic partners, how to heal from a past toxic relationship. I feel like we both have our share. Yeah, but honestly, it's the cliche that time heals all. And honestly, that's it. It's just, obviously, you got to give it time. But you have to do a lot of self-development. You have to do self-analysis. Like, you can't just put the blame on the other person. You have to see what are my flaws that allow this to happen. Mm -hmm. So somebody manipulating you to use your money all the time and spend your money all the time. It's like, maybe you're too giving. So you have to be more selfish with your time and your money. And that's okay to be selfish when you sense people are taking advantage of you, you know, and and, and it's going to take practice and it's going to take a lot of time, you know, and you're going to, it's going to be uncomfortable, but that uncomfortable feeling, it's, it's you, um, being in a, in a new, in a new zone of discovery where you're going to develop skills and, and a way of thinking that you didn't have before that's going to make you better. And over time, these develop and you kind of stop, like you start realizing what that other toxic relationship, why it happened and why it went this way. And you start understanding. And after you understand, forgiveness comes in. And once you forgive, you can let go and continue to grow even more. So I think it just starts with like working on yourself first, you know. Something that I had to do was be honest with myself with the reality of how things were. Because I think a lot of times we look at the past with rose-colored glasses and we think that it was better than it actually was or that the person was better than they actually were and it wasn't until I actually was like honest with myself with how a person treated me and what I had to go through that I realized it wasn't actually that great of a relationship being honest with yourself and then like you said trying to find the silver lining in whatever relation or lessons you had to learn through that relationship like for me i had to learn how to love myself more and i had to learn to have stronger boundaries but i wouldn't learn that had i not gone through it and realized okay i need to not put up with so much shit just because i see the good in someone mm-hmm. or like i was the person that gave too much but didn't receive shit in return So I had to learn how to balance myself out. And also what I would say, especially if you are out of a toxic relationship, don't rush into a new one. Because oftentimes when you haven't learned the lesson, whether it's a relationship or just like a life lesson, oftentimes you'll run into the same lesson and it, it becomes a cycle until you finally understand the lesson. Also closure is a myth i feel like 
that's something that I learned too. It's just an excuse for us to not let go of that person because we think we need answers or we think we need to hear what they have to say. But it honest, you don't need closure to move on. If you need closure, write, start a journal, write shit down, like write, write things out. Because for you to be like, oh, let me ask this person why we broke up. Why? For manipulation right there because you're vulnerable. So that person might be able to be like, hit a sensitive spot. Or they may just tell you what you want to hear exactly. and then you'll fall for it again. Exactly. It's just... It's best to just stay away. Block the person. Stay away. Don't think like, oh, I need to understand why this and that. No. There will come a point where you literally don't care anymore. Okay, so somebody asked biggest lessons that we've learned as a couple. I would say communication and accountability. Care to elaborate? So communication is me and my ability to express my feelings and, and understand that I'm validated speaking up and explaining to you how I feel. And that's okay, you know. And that's something that I've had to deal with, not just because of where I grew like, my family, whatever, but also because, like, being a man, it's a lot harder to talk about things. Um, and account accountability in terms of, like, just accept that you made a mistake, you did something wrong, say you're sorry, and change your behavior. Like, Without pointing blame. Yeah, exactly. And that's something I'm still struggling because my issue was whenever, whenever Jasmine would bring something up to me, I'll be... It, it, it's not that I'm trying to deflect it because I'm truly listening and I'm saying like, yes, you're right. I'm I'm like, okay, but it reminds me of this time that you did something. But the whole issue was that I didn't bring it up mm -hmm. at that time. So it's like, there goes the importance of communication that if you don't bring something up at that time, it's going to linger in, in, in your, in your unconscious. And then when somebody does bring something up and it reminds you of that, you're going to want to bring it up as well. But it's just going to come off as defensiveness or deflection. And it's just going to escalate the argument into a full-on fight. And that's not good. What you want to do is in a discussion is you're not fighting each other. You're not arguing against each other. You're trying to resolve an issue. You're trying to solve a problem. So keep that in mind. Like we're, That's something that we've like we figured out lately. It's like we have, what are we doing when we argue? Arguments are problem-solving activities, you know? And keep that in mind when you're when you're discussing this and bringing up how you feel. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I would say, well, along with like the communication part, not assuming your partner understands your needs or how you feel. That's something that I had to learn because if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm sad or something, I expect you to know. And when I don't communicate it and and you don't understand like what I'm going through like it causes issues too because you i may like talk to you a certain way and you may feel disrespected but it's not that i'm disrespecting you it's that i'm not in a good mood or like something's yeah. going on and then like miscommunication happens you may be pouty and speak in a certain way but a guy's not necessarily going to pick up why you're um you're feeling a certain way you know we're gonna know something is up but when we ask you what's wrong just like we need it spelt out like tell us this is what's wrong i feel this way because a uh, a b and c and that really helps us because we're not in the dark and the worst thing we you could do is leave a man in the dark because then he's just gonna like we're not gonna know what to do and most often than not we're gonna make things worse 
<laughs> to be honest, you know. True. So it's like, yeah. And then here's in case you have any guys in listening or the the girls listening for their for their men, just teach them that there's times when the girl just wants to vent, and she oh. doesn't want her problem solved. Because oh, as, yes, yes. As, as a man, that's our that's our go to because like I feel like I'm a provider. So anytime that Jazz brings up a problem, I'm like I need to solve it. I need to make sure that our environment is is protected. But there's some I I realized that sometimes I'm just like okay, I just shut up and I agree and I let her vent. And even though there's certain things I could bring up at that time, like no, nah, I'm not. I'm like okay, yeah. yeah. That reminded me. Speaking of that, what uh, we've learned recently is like if we're gonna vent about something or complain or we have a problem, we've learned to ask one another, okay, or express to one another, I'm just venting right now. I don't need your advice. I don't need your opinion. I just want you to listen or help me. Help me. I need your opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, really important to when you're communicating with anyone to make that clear because a lot of times. You know, when someone comes to you and vents or complains, you you want to help. Like, it doesn't come from a bad place. But when that person doesn't want an opinion or advice, it can, for me, it annoys me. And, like, it makes me mad because I'm not in that space to receive information. I'm just trying to let it out and... And then, yeah, and then it, it, it annoys me and I get annoyed because, like, well, why are you speaking to me and bringing this up if, if all I'm trying to do is help you out? And it just eventually leads to a bigger argument yeah so definitely i mean it all is like under the same umbrella of communicating like a always express your needs how you feel it's never dumb or stupid or like not important if you feel a certain way always express it Mm -hmm. it's not what you say it's how you say it um hold yourself accountable don't try to deflect if your partner is expressing something to you of how they feel or whatever um and when you're communicating something let them know if you just want to vent or if you actually need their opinion Mm -hmm. and advice and then another lesson that we've learned and we continue to learn is in a healthy relationship you will go through different phases where there will be times where maybe I'm not in a good space and I can't give as much in the relationship and Mm -hmm. you may need to give more and whether that's financially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. And then there will be phases where we're both really busy or we're both are kind of doing our own thing and we need to be mindful of scheduling time for ourselves. And then there will be times where maybe I need to rise up and I need to support you because you're going through, you have a lot to deal with and stuff. So I think being mindful of where your relationship is and what you guys are going through, how to maintain your independence within a relationship. Uh, that That one's a big one. Luckily, we're very independent people ourselves we're very low maintenance people <laughs> to be honest like we don't really you think i'm low maintenance well, <laughs> I think i'm very low maintenance so i don't need <laughs> clarification yeah nah but it's just like we we don't need to do the most like we make sure we hold each other accountable in in, in every regard and stuff right so 
our problem is we could be too independent mm-hmm. but in terms of like what would you say for those couples who are too dependent on one another or like they have the opposite problem as us like they do everything together they spend 24 <laughs> 7 together uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to imagine because it's like i can't that's imagine. the opposite of us when you when you spend time apart it gives you time to miss that person yeah. especially when you live together like the other weekend i went to san francisco with my family and you were doing your own thing and i actually missed you that whole day because that whole day i didn't see you and so it was nice to miss you you know because you kind of like lose that feeling when you see each other every day so it's like nice you take each other for granted sometimes yeah definitely Yeah. yeah so it's i think especially if you're a person who you want you naturally want to always spend time with your partner which there's nothing wrong with wanting to be with your partner like you should want that but if that's your problem i think that you have to be very aware and yeah. conscious to spend time apart and it's gonna it's gonna be hard so maybe just start like a few hours you know per week like a coffee shop date with your girlfriends while he goes out with his boys or whatever like you know there's room for growth and in both ends you know so it's just like a compromise. game oh that that was another lesson that we said that we learned oh yeah compromising compromise. when we first moved in together there was so many compromise compromises we had to make because i live a certain way or i have a certain expectations of like how i like to live and then he has his own thing so we kind of had to meet in the middle for it to work there's a fine line between sacrificing like your needs and your desires your identity yeah and your identity and what's important to you and then compromising like the little things the little things and And to make each other happy you know and yeah and you have to kind of determine like is this something that's really important to me that i will not compromise or is it just something that i can kind of meet in the middle meet in the middle for because you got to understand like when you're with somebody for the long run you're gonna run into situations and and um issues that you won't be able to compromise as much in terms of children in terms of buying a household where you want to live you know what i mean like there's not a lot of room left for compromise right there like a child is either yes or no Mm -hmm. uh um a house is like that's a big financial um you know commitment right there so what type of lifestyles you want to live like don't those are things that i would say never ever compromise like children marriage where you want to live the type of lifestyle that you want to live and the type of partner that you need don't ever compromise those things because i feel like when people sacrifice those specific things that's where resentment happens because deep down they knew that's not what they really wanted or that's not what they needed and you begin to resent your partner for for sacrificing those important things things like that in your in your relationship you're gonna have to like really talk about and like see where you could budge and like what are you willing to part with you know all right do you have any other words on relationships family bettering yourself that's pretty much it yeah yeah um just thank you for having me on here anytime anytime um i hope (laughs) If you could pick up some gems from this and apply it to your own situations, um, I'm glad about that. Um, thank you guys for supporting Jazz on her podcast and everything else. She she really puts in a lot of work and everything she says on here is genuine and she really does everything from like a place of 
of love and wanting to help out people because that's the type of person she is. She's a very um, genuinely good person. She's seen see she's seen some bad stuff and people go through bad stuff, so she wants to um, you know, be a light in the darkness, so to say. Um, Thank you. And just remember, you guys, just glow with it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, my loves. Well, there you have it. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if any of these gems resonated with you, I would love to hear. And remember, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. It's not, relationships are not a one size fit all. We all have different expectations and boundaries and things that we are willing to sacrifice and things we are not willing to sacrifice. At the end of the day, what's important is that whatever you choose to do in your relationship, or the dynamics that you choose to hold that it's in alignment to who you truly are and at the end of the day this is your life and you get to decide what you put up with who was in your life how you will deal with certain situations and relationships and what you will tolerate and when you have ultimate self-love that is the best way to show up in your relationships as well so i hope that you really enjoyed this episode if you did you already know what to do and i will talk to you guys soon um just a little reminder don't forget to keep an eye out on my instagram for details on the free life training on the key principles for your glow up journey and as always until next time remember to just glow with it As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.